You are listening to MCC Votes and Seats, the podcast series of the Center for Political Science of Matthias Corvinus Collegium. We provide election insights with experts and politicians. This time we are going to talk about the general elections which were held in Bosnia and Herzegovina on the 2nd of October 2022 to decide upon the makeup of the country's presidency and national entity level as well as cantonal governments. Today we have the privilege to host Mr. Yasmin Hasanovic and Mr. Osman Susic, senior teaching assistants from the Department for Political Science of the University of Sarajevo. Yasmin, Osman, thank you very much for accepting our invitation. Thank you. Yeah, Welcome, thank you. So let's get started. Bosnia and Herzegovina has no doubt the most complicated political and electoral systems in Europe. On uh, the 2nd of October, voters decided on 518 future representatives of the country's various political bodies. In the presidential ballot, each of the three constituent ethnic communities elected a presidency member of the collective state presidency, while elections for the House of Representatives were divided into a part for the Federation of Bosnia and Herzegovina, so the country's entity primarily populated by Bosniaks and Croats, and another one for the principally Serb-dominated Republika Srpska sub-state entity. The voter turnout was quite low, with a proportion of 50.4%. For the sake of avoiding unnecessary confusion, I kindly suggest focusing on the presidential and country-level legislative election, because otherwise I am afraid uh, we would keep on assessing the election for two weeks. Let's start with the presidential ballot. At the 2018 Bosnian general elections, the Bosniak population voted for Shefik Jaferovic of the center-right nationalist pro-European and predominantly Muslim party of uh, democratic action. The Catholic Croats opted for Jelko Komšić from the center-leftist uh, pro-European and unitarist democratic front, while the orthodox Serbs chose Milorad Dodik of the syncretistic uh, economical leftist cultural right-wing nationalist and separatist alliance of independent social democracy. This time, however, the Bosniaks elected Denis Becirovic from the center-left Social Democratic Party. The Croats re-elected Željko Komšić and Serbs elected former President Dodik's candidate, Ms. Željka Svijanović. In the previous years, there was a scandal over the election of the Croat member, Mr. Komšić, as he represented a unitarist approach with the help of uh, Bosniak, so non-Croat voters. So the victory of Komšić provoked protests of Croats accusing Bosniaks of outvoting, and it fueled the separatist desire of ethnic Croats for the creation of their own entity or electoral constituency. Mr. Hasanovic, uh, who were the main actors uh, running in the presidential ballot and what were their main ideologies, programs and slogans? You saved our time a lot with this because we were afraid if the audience will know anything about the complex political system we are having. And yes, as we currently speak, the election results have not been yet finalized, So, nor all the votes have been finally counted. It is not true that Croats voted and re-elected Željko Komšić, but again, mostly Bosniak voters voted for Željko Komšić, and many of the dominant SDA members that were not satisfied with Bakris Begovic also openly supported Željko Komšić. And also Željko Komšić is not a social democrat, although its political party stands like a leftist or social democrat political party, it is just nominal. It's it's not a social democratic nor left party at all. Who the main political actors and political parties uh, are, 
is also a complex question uh, within this political system that has elements of power sharing on different levels. It could be understood as a form of consociational ethnocracy with strong isometric federalism. This year we had 127 political subjects for more than 3 million people with the right to vote, which is a total number of more than 7,000 candidates. First, I just have to note that we are missing ideological pluralization of the parties. Even if it exists, it is only within a party from the same ethnic group. So although there are parties that try to present themselves as multi-ethnic, their reach is mostly limited to the area where one ethnic group lives. Uh, also, trans-ethnic voting is almost non-existent and the political parties cater to votes coming from the ethnic group they represent. So the problem of the parties that they either have to satisfy the ethnic majority or when they reach the electoral threshold, they necessarily have to either make a coalition with ethnic parties or remain in opposition. Uh, when we talk about the dominant ethno-political parties that are the, the main Bosniak nationalist conservative uh, political party, SDA, the Party of Democratic Action, then we have the HDZ, the Croatian Democratic Union, which is a Christian democratic uh, nationalist political party, being the main uh, representative of uh, Croats living in Bosnia and Herzegovina, and the Alliance of Independent Social Democrats, the SNSD, which is, despite its political position in the name, it's a right-wing political party promoting Serbian nationalism, and it is uh, expelled from the Socialist International in 2012 for holding a nationalist and extremist line. There are also other significant parties among the Bosniak majority population, although with a request for a multi-ethnic prefix like uh, Social Democratic Party of Bosnia-Herzegovina or the before-mentioned Željko uh, Komšić Demokratska Fronta, Democratic Front. Uh, there is also the left liberal Al Party or Naša Stranka, central-right conservative parties like uh, People and Justice, Narodi Pravda, and among the Serb majority, ideologically they are not really different with SNSD, so we have Serbian Democratic Party SDS or Party of Democratic Progress PDP and minor nominally left political parties but holding a uh, right-wing position or being in a right-wing government like Socialist Party of Republika Srpska of, or Socialist Party. What was interesting uh, is that we had some new political parties trying to be uh, either catch-all parties or not representing any ethnical group, claiming to be, let's say, uh, in the way of regional success of ecological green parties, we also had such attempts, but uh, they were quickly uh, discredited, not only by the votes, but also because to the conservative and right-dominated uh, political environment in which such ideas just don't come to the fore. And also uh, those parties were founded by worn-out politicians and political figures who have nothing to do with green or environment politics at all. Thank you, Yasmin, uh, for the very detailed insight to the party system of Bosnia. Mr. Sushit, what can be said about the programs and uh, slogans of the aforementioned parties and presidential candidates? When we speak about programs of the political parties, you can't see the real program that will improve life of the ordinary people in Bosnia and Herzegovina. The slogan of the SDA was... Uh, 
for sure or certain, you know. We have some words like in SDP, they are waiting for a new day. Then in just at the beginning of the of the campaign, we have a democratic front. They were trying to start new initiative for the civil state in generally. So we don't have ideology. We can't see who is a right-wing party, left-wing party, center party. Most of the party in Bosnia and Herzegovina are ethno-national. And for sure, we can say that main ideology here is nationalist, ethno-nationalist. We can see also for the results of the voting and the problems that we already have for past times. Thank you, Osman. Now I understand that most parties in Bosnia cannot be systematized and differentiated based yes, on the... Yes, unfortunately. For example, Yasmin already mentioned that before you have uh, the main political party in Republika Srpska called Social Democratic Party, but it has nothing with the social, uh, social democracy. Maybe Nasha Stranka is the only political party which is following ideology like a social liberal ideology, but all other parties are they are mixing from right to left. If you see the candidate Denis Becirec, he was supported by 11 political parties. And if you see all these 11 political parties, they are totally different. Uh, you have SDP, Social Democratic Party, Nasha Stranka, uh, then you have the political parties uh, like NES or uh, ASDA, PDA, uh, those parties are right and they were all supporting uh, Denis Becirec. I understand. So, Yasmin, I see there were no clear messages from the parties and candidates reflecting the well-known political ideologies we are used to in Europe. But how would you assess this campaign? Was it in any ways different from the 2018 one? In fact, the problem is that the ideological pluralization that we have appears only within one ethnical group. So even those political parties like Nasha Stranka, the reach of the party is mostly limited to the area where Bosniaks are living. So uh, you don't have a strong Nasha Stranka in Republika Srpska or in parts where the Croats live. So ideology is under the ethnical. And then when you don't have ideology, no clear ideology, uh, the only way you can confront is the battlefield of ethnopolitics, the field of disqualification of political opponents, very ad hominem polarization of black and white friends, enemies, traitors, and so on. The political campaign campaign in 2022 was somehow similar as the 2018, but also the context was a little bit different. The before-mentioned Jelko Komšić, uh, after he won his third mandate in 2018, a political crisis started because KDZ, which claims to have the political right to represent all the Croats in Bosnia and Herzegovina, took a harsh position complaining about uh, majoritization and overvoting of Croats uh, in Bosnia and Herzegovina and accusing Željko Komšić uh, for not being a legitimate representative of Croats in Bosnia and Herzegovina, which is often associated with the fact that a legitimate representative of Croats would imply that he comes from KDZ. Although Hadeze claim uh, about the so-called legitimate representation is not legally based. However, the fact is that all of the candidates for the presidency do not address to all of the citizens of the entity from which they are elected, but rather to the ethnic base from which they come. And Jelko Komšić, on the other hand, won the elections not only in 2018, not only in the previous mandates, but also in this one, not only because he was elected by the majority of Bosniak votes, 
And it's just enough to compare the municipalities in which he won with their ethnic structure, but also because he represents clear political positions that are very close to Bosniak ethnopolitical establishment and narrative. So threatening with blockades, uh, Hadeze sought for a change uh, in the election law that would make such practices impossible, which on the other side by mostly Bosniaks was understood as the division of Bosnia-Herzegovina and the formation of a third creation entity as opposed to the idea of the civic Bosnia-Herzegovina that is being advocated mostly by Bosniak political uh, position. The aspiration to abolish the ethnic concept and establish a civic state in a country where Bosniaks make up over 50% of the population was perceived as a threat by Bosniak majority to the Croats. The Croat-Bosniak relations, unfortunately, because of Željko Komšić, escalated to a high level of political hostility. And we can see that in 2018, we had five candidates for the Croat member of the presidency, while now gathered around Croatian People's Assembly, HNS, one institution whose establishment was possible by Željko Komšić. That's my claim, because Željko Komšić, in my personal opinion, is the main ideological creator of the HDZ politics and ideology right now, because he made Hadeze even stronger than, than before. Now we had just two candidates, Željko Komšić and Borjana Krištok, that was uh, represented and presented as the legitimate Croat candidate. And even you can hear when Hadeze was going in the press, they were just uh, ignoring that Željko Komšić even was a candidate. So that kind of homogenization also occurred among Bosniaks. As Osman said, we had Bakir Izetbegovic on one side and Denis Becirovic on the other side uh, being backed up by 11 other political parties being from conservative right to liberal left. And here also we can see that there is no programmatic cohesion for supporting Becirovic, only Revan Kizan to vote against Izetbegovic. However, Izetbegovic lost the elections because many of the SDA members didn't vote for Izetbegovic, but they gave their votes rather to Željko Komšić. And this led that SDA received more votes on the parliament level, making it the leading political party in the Federation and among the Bosniaks, and also showing how the dominant political atmosphere is still mainly right-wing. So I also said that we had some new political parties that didn't uh, went good. There were less violence on the pools, but uh, the, there are a lot of uh, suspicious vote countings. So on some places, the votes are being recounted again because some candidates are claiming that their votes were not... Uh, calculated well. So now, yeah, I understand neither these elections were smooth and easy for Bosnia and Herzegovina, but Osman, how did you see, were there any new campaign methods involved? From the last elections, we can see the new generation of politicians, they are using more public networks like uh, Twitter, like Facebook. I noticed that these new parties with the new generation of politicians, they mostly use the public networks for, for their campaign, even though we have the old-fashioned campaign like billboards and door-to-door -door campaign. So we have the new parties, let's say, like People and Justice. They used to be members of SDA, and then they left that party. In the last four years, they were pretty much in advance comparing to the SDA. In that sort, they were really, really old-fashioned public network space allowed to other people to participate in campaign to give their attitude and and all all these things 
they are commenting, they are speaking with other people in the networks. I made a mistake. Instead of a social network, I was using public networks. Although the presidential level itself seems to be quite complex, now I suggest turning to the parliamentary election, which may result even more complicated to understand. So the House of Representatives, also known as the lower chamber of the Bosnian parliament, consists of uh, 42 members elected at entity levels based on proportional representation. The Bosnia-Croat Federation sends uh, 28 representatives to the parliament, while the Serb-dominated Republika Srpska is entitled to 14 of them. Last time, the new Council of Ministers was um, confirmed by the House of Representatives after a one-year governmental formation crisis. The Tegeltia cabinet was supported by a coalition of the Serb SNSD, the Croatian Democratic Union, the Bosniak Muslim SDA, the Social Democratic Unitarist uh, sort of Democratic Front, and the right-wing Serb Nationalist Democratic People's Alliance of Mr. Nenad Nesic. Prime Minister Zoran Tegeltia faced and won two no-confidence votes at the House of Representatives during his tenure. However, on the municipal election in November 2020, there were significant defeats for the ruling parties. Yasmin, how do you think that the war in Ukraine and the inflation and the growing energy prices affected the election campaign and the results? Well, to be honest, almost uh, not at all. And as I said earlier, social issues in almost the poorest country in Europe, such as Bosnia and Herzegovina, were not in the focus. If they were, they were just promises with no strategy how to deliver them. When talking about the parliament of Bosnia and Herzegovina, I think that there will be no significant change when it comes to the to the coalition and to the to the parties that will form the government and we can accept probably another political crisis because HDZ will go for having the prime minister being a croat from HDZ and that needs to be nominated from the presidency where Jelko Komšić sits so it will be now a tough thing of negotiation between the presidency and parliament uh, unfortunately even the parliament as we saw on the campaign, will not focus its power on social issues, not only because the powers of the state parliament are weak in favor of the lower uh, institutional levels like entities or cantons in Federation of Bosnia-Herzegovina, but also because the other ruling parties like the SDA, for instance, we can hear that they completely denied the social circumstances during the campaign in order to praise their previous mandate. Under the thesis that we experienced a dizzling increase of living standard in the country, which is not true. And in this context, if Ukraine was mentioned, I think that it was only in the focus when the dangers of uh, Russian influence on Bosnia-Herzegovina and the inevitability of joining NATO were discussed. On the example of Željko Komšić again, uh, who sees his fetishism towards the war by wearing olive green clothes in order to remind a bit of Volodymyr Zelensky. So also the coalition will not be a programmic coalition. So if you don't have a programmic coalition, you cannot accept that you will focus on anything that is, let's say, uh, crucial to people's life. Analyzers show a high rate of non-fulfillment of pre-election promises. Political programs are only declarative things, almost identical for all parties, even those that share different political views.
your program is questionable because you need to make a coalition and it depends from your coalitional partners are you able to fulfill some things from your program i will just make an example in canton sarajevo you have a coalition called troika meaning the the three political parties that are into you have a left social democrats sdp you have a left liberal nasha stranka and you have a conservative uh, center-right uh, Narodi Pravda. You cannot really think that all of the pro-LGBT programming goals are achievable there. There are many compromises and uh, there are many things you need to probably give in order to gain something and vice versa. So, Well, as far as I can see, Bosnia yet again faces difficult months to come when it uh, comes to government formation negotiations. And Mr. Hasanovic mentioned that social issues were not really addressed by the parties in the campaign and neither NATO or Ukraine-related questions had any real effects on the results at the end of the day. But what about the European Union? The most party, especially in Federation of Bosnia and Herzegovina, they are all for the Euro-Atlantic road. Uh, you have uh, Dragan Čović, who is the president of HDZ, and he's claiming that the Croats are the leader of uh, Euro-Atlantic integration in Bosnia and Herzegovina. Uh, when we speak about Euro-integration, we are also speaking about NATO integration. But uh, in Bosnia and Herzegovina, we don't have consensus about Euro-Atlantic integration, especially in Republika Srpska, the main political party, which is led by uh, Milorad Dodik. They are connecting their decisions to the decision of the government of Republika Srbija. They are following the road of Serbia. In general, they are for the EU, but it's depend of the government of uh, Republika Serbia or regime of, of Aleksandar Vucic. They are all the time they are showing that they are following their policy. Uh, in general, among the Bosniak, all parties are for the Euro integration. Uh, we signed stabilization and association agreement more than 14 years ago. And from that, we didn't do anything till we applied to become a candidate. So from the uh, 1st of July of 2008, we didn't do much on our way to the EU integration. We have a few minutes left. Let me conclude this very interesting conversation with another quite delicate issue. Just to make things even more difficult, another interesting component in Bosnia's political system is the high representative of the international community and his office, the OHR that oversees the civilian implementation of the 1995 peace agreement. Due to the vast veto powers of the high representative, some critics compare the role of the OHR to that of a viceroy. Would you tell us how did you see, was the reform or recast of the Dayton peace agreement present in the election campaign? And what did the main parties and actors say about that issue? The Dayton Peace Agreement cannot be changed because it is a peace agreement. What can be changed is the Annex 5 of the peace agreement, which functions, as you already said, as the constitution of the country. The change is possible to be done institutionally in the parliament, but knowing which parties are in power with their fundamental disagreement on numerous issues, it's very difficult that something like this can happen. So the central topic of uh, these elections was, in fact, the question of the future of the country, whether it will fall apart or not, whether it will be unified or additionally federalized, uh, whether Republika Srpska, as in previous years, is in danger of uh, abolition or not. So uh, although previously the concept of civic was linked uh, 
as the opposite concept of ethnopolitical. Now civic has almost be equated with ethnopolitical view of Bosnia-Herzegovina from the point of view of the dominant Bosniak political narrative. Moreover, uh, SDA officially incorporated the concept of a civic Bosnia-Herzegovina into its political goals. We already said that the F uh, had an explicit slogan for a civic state without any vision how to achieve it. And what was very interesting now is that the statehood of Bosnia-Herzegovina, which was confirmed by uh, a document during the Second World War by the State Anti-Fascistic Council of National Liberation of Bosnia-Herzegovina, Zavnobik, on November 25th of 1943, which is today a national holiday, still only in one part of the country, defined Bosnia-Herzegovina as the state of its peoples, the Muslims, now Bosniaks, Serbs and Croats. Now, such a reality is being denied and Željko Komšić even had one of his speeches where he equalized constitutionality with corruption, while on the other hand, a dominant Serb political narrative advocates a more monoethnical political subjectivity. So Bosnia-Herzegovina in the dominant Serbian uh, way of uh, looking is not possible as a state, as a, as a multinational state, but more as a, let's say, commonwealth or a community of national states. And that sentence community of states or a state community is very often said by Milorad Dodik, naming Bosnia-Herzegovina not a country, but a community of states. So the need of changing the electoral law was, in fact, in the background of the elections. For instance, Naroden Pravda, they uh, had the idea of four presidents with the idea that the fourth member uh, is being elected from uh, another, from the others, and he would be elected from the area of the entire Bosnia-Herzegovina as one electoral unit. National Stranka, on the other hand, in my opinion, had a more realistic approach proposing uh, that the president will be elected within the parliamentary assembly with reduced powers. Of course, Republika Srpska uh, has an also an interesting and the main Serb politicians uh, have a very interesting view when it comes to, to Dayton. It's quite two-sided, you know. From one side, they advocate the permanency of the Dayton constitution because it enables the existence of Republika Srpska, while on the other hand, they are, have a very hostile attitude towards international community in the country, which is in fact an integral part of Bosnia-Herzegovina's political existence with the Dayton peace agreement. It's impossible to change uh, Dayton peace agreement because it ends the war. The only thing what we can change is the constitution of Bosnia, but it's also impossible because we need two thirds of the of the members of the parliament. We are living in this status quo because one of the pillars of Republika Srpska is the Dayton peace agreement. We have a new uh, office of high representative, which is also connected to the Dayton peace agreement. That institution is an extent of uh, Dayton peace agreement. We have uh, Christian Schmidt, who is a new high representative from last year. The politicians in uh, Republika Srpska, they are not recognizing him. They don't want to carry on the decision that he brings. And we have also that kind of problem because the Russian didn't vote for him in the United Nations. 
I understand. Bosnia and Herzegovina is still one of the most interesting countries in Europe in terms of political system and constitutional pillars. But that's one of the reasons we love it so much besides its culture and natural beauties. Mr. Yasmin Hasanovic and Mr. Osman Sushic from the University of Sarajevo, thank you very much for sharing your most appreciated thoughts and opinion with us. I found this conversation extremely interesting and thought-provoking. We are grateful for your time. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for this podcast. Thank you. And uh, not to scare the, the audience if they could not catch up everything or understand everything, because even here, professional politicians or, or even academics don't understand very well some things. So it, it's really something that is in between political praxis and even political theory, because the last couple of years, in fact, the main political question in our country was a theoretical question, understanding what legitimacy is, what uh, nation is, who is the sovereign, and so on. So unfortunately, it's something that is very unique and very interesting for science, but also it was a creation of the, the international community after the war. So we are facing uh, many different challenges when it comes to the understanding of, of the country. Indeed, that was my impression too, that the people of Bosnia have to be all political analysts to understand this extremely complicated political and electoral system. Dear listeners, you've been following the latest edition of the Votes and Seas podcast series of the Center of Political Science of Matthias Corvinus Collegium. Thank you for your kind attention. Stay tuned for the next episode of our series. Take care. Goodbye.